Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips and picks. I am your host, Professor Side. It's my actual job title and last name, which is part of the reason why the mathematical model that I've built to predict various sports outcomes is affectionately known as Sideline. You'll hear more about the model during the course of this episode, set to cover select college basketball games scheduled to be played on Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. If you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new. For explanations, goals, community rules, full recommendations on wager scaling, and where to find additional picks. We're only going to cover the biggest games here in this episode. It's going to be a long one. Uh, long one, relatively speaking. I don't go as deep into the games, maybe each one, but we're going to cover a lot of games today. There's a lot of good stuff happening on Wednesday. I believe there's 11 model plays. I'm not sure any of them are actually in this episode. The model is picking out a lot of smaller schools that it really likes. I'm going to talk about what I like in the bigger games. So kind of a one-two punch here. Here's where you go for the more interesting games for the more off the radar games, hit up those model picks. Again, uh, you can find all the links for that in the show description. And again, if you don't know where to find all that stuff, that's kind of your go-to shop there, that URL there on the band on the screen that you can see. As always, remember there are no locks and gambling. So sideline parses, it's picks into two categories, plays and leans. I only make official picks from one sports book. So the model leans are we're shopping around for better numbers and prices or waiting for better numbers and price. I'm going to talk about one of those today where I'm just, I'm waiting for a half number. Uh, I think it's important. And so uh, that's kind of where the leans are kind of like, Hey, hold off a little bit, maybe get a little bit better number. Uh, but once the model plays it, it says it's good enough. It likes it. It wants to rock and roll. So again, I recommend the model plays again here. I'm kind of diving into some of the bigger games, the results of all of these picks, these model plays and all the picks on the plays of the day, the best of the best picks that I can find between what I like, what the model likes, where I found the model done really well. All that can be found on BetSip and in the Google Sheet. The links are in the show description. The Google Sheet also contains a full set of projections of picks on every single game. And for early access to that, see Patreon. That link's in the crawler below in the show description. In case you're seeing the Google Sheet, in case you see a pick and you say, that ah, number's not there anymore. That's where you go to access that on the Patreon. You can Jump in at that $10 a month tier and you'll get an email notification anytime I make a pick and grab that really good number before it goes away. The patrons also reconnect access to the Discord chat. It's the best place to get questions answered about these or other games or other sports. A lot of fun over there. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. Never want to have you feel like you're forced to take a pick. If you don't like it, don't take it. All right. At the end of the day, it's your money. You got to like what you see. If you trust the model, then you're trusting the model. I trust the model. You don't have to. If you trust what I say, great. If you don't, you know, hopefully I'm convincing you. <laughs> or if it loses, hopefully I didn't convince you, right? Uh, but uh, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say it'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Monday was fantastic for us. Most of the games kind of just went ho-hum as expected. Didn't win all of them, but won a lot of them, uh, including the College Bowl National Championship game, which just went beautifully uh, putting a bow on just an incredible bowl season that cousin Jared and I had. Uh, I don't even know how we could try to top that uh, as good as that was. Hopefully we're along with that ride. Hopefully put some extra money in your pocket here over the holidays. Um, now, as you focus in on college basketball, we are in a point of the season where the model is getting a little bit more selective. The lines are getting a little bit tighter and we're going from the model having days where it makes a pick on, you know, on bigger slates, 30, 40, 50 games. And, and it's really starting to decrease here. Uh, so it's a little bit different of time of season here. Uh, you know, kind of is what it is. Models may be more selective. Some of you may like that. Some of you may not. It kind of is what it is. I, if I if I try to 
open up the model a bit more, it, it just becomes more adding in coin toss games. We don't want to do that. So again, the model plays are the highest recommended picks based off what it sees, plays the day, um, you know, the top of the top, what I can see in here, I've got you covered for the biggest games. Hopefully you can find what you want somewhere. And hopefully, hopefully I've done a good job of communicating. Sometimes I struggle. Hopefully I've done a good job kind of pointing you in the right direction of what you need, um, what you're looking for. But uh, I want to get right to it here with these games. Uh, deeper slate today should be a really fun Wednesday. Don't know how Tuesday went yet. I'm recording this Tuesday afternoon. Uh, so this is where I can, you can insert the, uh, clip of uh, Tuesday went great or Tuesday went terrible. I, I have no idea. Hopefully it went as well as Monday did. Um, but before we get to Wednesday, again, a lot of things to cover here. Some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. I've already mentioned the page. We'll check it out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits we found over there. Above and beyond, we do here. Plays of the day. Discord, chat, ad-free shows, early access to picks, projections, all sorts of goodies over there. www.patreon.com slash picks with a professor for more details. But even if you're not there, we're still thrilled to have you here. Let's get to it all. It's courtesy of Online. Sign up, link in the show description. Current is the time of this recording here on late Tuesday afternoon. Sadly, Wednesday, no day games again. So instead, we'll kick it off here. 6 p.m. Central Indiana at Penn State. I'm only two with Penn State. Uh, Indiana already down a key guy, now down another guy. And, you know, they've still got some talent. But, you know, I'm just a little bit concerned right now with that team. The model says it should be Penn State minus one. The model does a pretty good job of picking up on injuries and how all that's playing out. But it sometimes needs like a game to really pick up on the data and see what's happening I'm not doing it manually with injuries simply because um, there's like 300 teams that would be impossible. And so I've kind of built a system where it can kind of figure this stuff out and it figures out really well, but sometimes it does take that first game with one of those guys going out last game. I think it might need a full game here to really kind of see what Indiana is doing now going forward. So again, the model says Penn state minus one, but if I were to kind of manually look at that and, and adjust it for that, that most recent injury, it might go from Penn state minus one to, you know, Penn State minus probably two to three, maybe even maybe close to four. I don't think it would go higher than that. Um, but I, I think it would kind of take it from right now. It's right now it would still say, and obviously at full strength, Indiana is the better team. You know, I, I don't think that's there's a ton of debate there, but Indiana is not a full strength right now. So I think we're going from somewhere between Indiana, maybe the better team to now down a couple guys. Maybe these two teams are about the same, right? And so uh, at home, I'm going to lay the two with Penn State. I love laying a number like two. I've talked about this a lot. One is not an extremely common outcome. And then if you're laying two, that means you're unlikely to lose the wager. You might push it. Um, two and a half is a little bit tougher of an ass, but at two, I think Penn State's a reasonable play here. Again, Indiana is a really good team. They've got a lot of depth, but just not completely healthy at this point has me a little bit worried about that. So I'm going to back Penn state again, model says one, but if I were to manually kind of adjust for what we saw in that last game, I really think it would probably tell us more like three or so. And so I think that makes Penn state minus two, uh, the right side, obviously if, if, you never know where this is going to go, but if this gets out to Penn state minus four, it's a different story, right? But at two, I think laying two with Penn state's a pretty reasonable, um, thing to do with regards to the total totals 142 models is 142.1. But again, with the recent injury now, I, I don't really think the total is worth messing with. You never really know when a guy gets hurt exactly what a coach is going to do. 
you know, that week of practice with regards to changing something up, it's just a little bit of a question mark. So I, I, buyer beware on the total here, just a little bit of a caution of never quite know how that's going to really affect me, how that trickle down effect is. I, as a, as a teacher myself, and I thought, I thought high school for a couple of years, uh, you know, it's, it's the old, the old adage of, you know, we have that problem maker kid in your class. You always want that kid gone, but when that kid leaves, you never really know who that kid was keeping in check and what the next kid's going to do. Right. So it's one of those things where you just don't quite know how the injury stuff's going to play out with regards to just the tempo, uh, changing the chemistry, change the defense might make it a little better, might make it a little worse. You just never really know. So the, the total I think is to me just a complete stay away in this one. Uh, but I think it too, I think laying pins, laying it with Penn state makes some sense. That's what my recommendation is there. Also at 6 p.m. Central, Alabama at Arkansas. Alabama is a one-point favorite. Also at minus 105. So it's basically a pick them here. Uh, obviously, you lay the one with Alabama if they win by one. Again, we talked about not likely, but you might push. Uh, but I don't think that's really a problem here. Model says Alabama minus 0.4. But if I look under the hood here, it also tells me that it's leaning towards Alabama and it's closer to – the number right now at minus one is actually closer to where it would take Bama – than it is Arkansas. And so that's where I'm going to lay the one with Alabama. It, it's not a model play, but I think that it's it's close. A, a, it's closer to a model play than Arkansas. And B, I just think it's the right side to be on here. This Alabama team is really good. Not that Arkansas isn't, but Arkansas seemingly goes through spurts where they're, they kind of range from you know good to great, where this Alabama team just looks really impressive. Obviously, it's a road game, so it won't be easy. But I'm giving Arkansas a full three and a half points for home court edge. It's about the most I can give um, based off all the data that I've seen. It, it's kind of that max effort there. And and I still can't make Arkansas favored. And so if I can't make Arkansas favored, and it's basically a pick em, I'm just going to take Alabama to win on the road. I think they're a better, te- better team. I think they can get it done. It's not a strong play uh, because it's not really a bad line. It's just I, I kind of – Think in the model again. Looking at the would probably say more like Alabama minus one and a half minus two is probably a better number. So I'm gonna lay it with Alabama. I think it's the right side of the better team. Um, with regards to total, total 151 and a half. Model says 150. I, I'm not touching the under, uh, but 151 and a half just too high. I also take the over. I think it's kind of a stay away in the total. When you look at the pace, the pace should be there for a lot of points. But both of these defenses are actually pretty good. And Arkansas's defense specifically, I mean, both defenses are right about the same. Alabama's offense is incredible, of course. Uh, But Arkansas, as good as they are, uh, their defense rates better than their offense. So, I mean, again, the tempo should be there. But with these defenses and that high of a number, I just don't think 151 and a halfs anywhere that I mess with. If it was in the upper 140s, you could probably talk me into an overplay. But at 151 and a half, I'm passing. I'm just going to Alabama minus one. I think they go on the road and get the job done. I'm going to back them to win. 6 p.m. Central, a little bit of an under-the-radar game, but one that should really be somewhere on one of your TV sets. And, of course, I say that. I'm giving you, like, seven games at 6 o'clock. So you might – might be using the, the previous channel button or, or flipping between your apps or whatever here. There's a lot of good games, but don't don't miss out on this one. Charleston at UNC Wilmington. Uh, Charleston's 16-1. UNC Wilmington's 14-3. You've got two teams in the Colonial Athletic that um, whoever comes out of that conference 
can definitely make some noise in March. These are above average teams. Um, they're unlikely to get an at-large bid, but uh, these are solid teams that are going to be solid, you know, 13 seeds, 12 seeds, something like that, depending on how everything shakes out. Uh, come tournament time, whichever team comes out of this. And these, these might be the two top teams in that conference. Should be a really good one. Charleston's the better team, but on the road. Uh, this should be a fantastic contest and, and one you don't want to miss out on here. Charleston's a one and a half point favorite. Sideline says they should be favored by 1.2. Uh, Sideline leans Charleston minus one and a half, but on the road, I don't know. It, it, the problem with this one, looking at a side, for me, it's more entertainment. I want to see who wins. It's hard to fade Charleston. Uh, they are 10 and four against the number, but it's hard to fade UNC Wilmington. They're 10 and four against the numbers. So you've got two teams that have been really good to betters playing each other here. So like I said, I think it's just going to be an interesting contest. Should be a tight one, uh, better team on the road. Who the heck knows how it'll play out. But I think there's an angle to be had here on the total of 145. I'm going to go under that. Sideline says it should be 143 and a half. So it's only a small edge according to the model. But knowing that this might be the biggest game in conference play, potentially, for either one of these teams, you've got a lot of ways this can slow down. Uh, you could have a slow start, these teams feeling each other out. You could have a slow ending, kind of like that Army-Colgate game we had on Monday where the pace was just bonkers in the first half. And that second half, things just kind of slowed to a halt. You do obviously have to worry about fouls and overtime, but knowing again, this is a big game. I just think there's a lot of places where this game's going to slow down. And the cherry on top is that Charleston's the team that wants to push this pace. UNC Wilmington doesn't. UNC Wilmington plays at a below average pace. They're the home team. If they're going to have a chance to win this game, they've got to play their style of basketball. They cannot get caught up in a track meet with Charleston. Now, as I'm always talking about, the location here matters. I like the under here with it being at UNC Wilmington. If it's at Charleston, it's a little bit of a different story. I think they're more likely to control the tempo at home, and that's where they're more likely to drag UNC Wilmington into a higher scoring game. But I think in general, this will be a lower scoring game. doesn't mean that it will hit under because you never know again about fouls and overtime or something. But I think that 145 is just too high. So I'm going to go under that number in that one. 6 p.m. Central, Creighton at Xavier. Xavier's a three-point home favor. I'm going to lay it with Xavier. That's where the model leans. Says it should be about Xavier close to minus four. It's a model play at minus two. So if you can drop that, I, like I'm also, I love laying two. Uh, the math just really is on our side at lane two in a lot of different areas. Lane three, I still think it's worth the investment here for Xavier. Xavier's a fantastic team. Uh, but I just I like the two a little bit better. You're turning that a three point win from a uh, you know at two you're you're turning a three point win from a push to a win, and if it's two, you're turning a loss to a push, right? So a two would be a lot better if it gets there. I don't know if it will. I never know where the numbers going to go. This game's over 24 hours from when I'm recording this, so there's a lot of chance for that movement. But at three, I still think Xavier makes sense again. Model says four. Both of these teams are really good. Uh, this is just really about Xavier having a fantastic home court advantage, and I think they can get the job done at home. And there's only so many ways they can win and not cover the bet. Once you start talking about laying four, five, six, right? It's, there's a whole lot of possibilities of them winning a tight one. But here, there's not that many. There's a few, but Xavier's just got a great home court advantage. Both teams have at times looked really, really good this year. It should be a fantastic contest. I'm just going to trust the home team covering a small number. It's really that simple with regards to total it's 153 models is 154.4 so the model might lean over 
Xavier does play at an incredible pace. So over might be something to look into, especially being the home team. They're more likely to control the tempo here. Uh, but Creighton doesn't really play slow either. And the Creighton defense, you know, at times has been pretty good, but at times hasn't. So you just never quite know exactly which Creighton defense is going to show up. Obviously, if that defense shows up, uh, that's what they need to pull the upset. Um but you know they just their defense is kind of like I said at times I swear I've watched Creighton and they just look completely clueless on defense and at times they actually look really good so you never really know obviously they've got a really good offense Xavier really good offense again should be a great game I'm gonna show you it was lay the three with Xavier and pass in the total but if I had to pick um, even though it's a high number 153 might go over there especially with this game being at Xavier also at 6 p.m. sticking in the Big Ten UConn at Marquette UConn you know starting off the season. Uh, looking like a clear number one team in the country, struggling a little bit lately, partially because the Big East is just so good. I mean, we talk about the Big Ten, the Big East, and the Big 12. you got three just incredible basketball conferences with so many good teams, and that's what you're seeing UConn struggle with now. I mean, it's like it's like a murderer's row. Every time you turn around, a lot of these teams play, you know, four or five straight tough games. This one on the road at Marquette's going to be a really tough one for them. They're two-and-a-half-point road favorites. They're obviously the better team, but Marquette is no slouch, especially at home. Should be a great game. The model thinks, on average, UConn wins by 1.1. So the model leans Marquette. This is the one I mentioned at the top of the show here. Right now at 2.5, I'm holding off on Marquette, but I do think Marquette has some value at 2.5. So here's the way I'm going to play this. No official pick on this right now just because I want to wait it out and see how it plays out. If I can get to 3 that's where the model recommends playing Marquette. If it gets a three, I'm all in at Marquette plus three. A lot of value getting three. Again, that push protection there, uh, really valuable because, again, we talked about two and three being very possible close game outcomes. If it hangs at two and a half, I'm probably going to play Marquette on the money line at those plus odds and say the model indicates I've got about a 48% chance and we'd be getting some good plus odds and some good value and what should be a great game toss-up, better team on the road, but the home team got a chance to pull off. Who really knows? So that's kind of the way I'm playing it. Nothing right now I'm, because the numbers isn't there right now. So again, if you can see a three, I recommend taking it. If you like the money line, I think take it. So Keep an eye out. We'll, I'll, I'll update um, either in the sheet. Might be a play of the day, right? I'll kind of update somewhere kind of how I'm playing this. Just depends on where the number goes. But I also think there's an angle on the total. I'm going to recommend officially this total of 146. I'm going to go over that number. Model says 147.6. UConn has a fantastic defense, but they've been playing at a reasonably fast pace. Uh, in conference play, these teams in the big the Big East play fast. They've been going with them for the most part. Not every game, but like kind of two out of three games. It seems like they're they're just going with the pace. Marquette wants to play a faster pace. I was talking about the home team having a better chance to control the pace. Marquette wants to go fast. They want to force turnovers. They want to get up and down. And UConn seems very content playing in high scoring games. They've got the talent too, obviously, to do whatever the heck they want. And they have no problem seemingly do it. So I think they're going to be very comfortable playing Marquette's game and just saying, you know. Rightfully so, you know, we're good enough to beat anybody anywhere doing anything. And so I, I just I think that this is gonna be another high scoring game looking from more games than not as of late uh, from UConn, especially knowing that that's exactly what Marquette wants to do. So the model would lean over. I think it's a great investment here, 146 and a half. I think we're gonna see more likely into the 150s on this one. As I just see a lot of points happening in this one. That's my official play. And again, Marquette, something depending on how the number moves around, whether it gets to three or on the money line. I think Marquette makes a little bit of sense. Just kind of waiting to see how it all plays out there with the movement. 6 p.m. Central Baylor at West Virginia. 
as a Baylor alum, uh, a rough start to the season. Um, Big 12 is incredible, A, uh, the way those games have lost. I'm not really worried about Baylor long-term as much as I am saying there's, you kind of knew from the start that there was going to be a team or two teams potentially in the Big 12 that would fall towards the bottom with a bunch of close losses and probably still be deserving of the tournament, but going to have a harder time to make it. And early, the odds on favor, that's Baylor. And it doesn't get any easier. Playing at Morgantown is an incredibly difficult place to play. I'm going to lay the one with West Virginia. I'm going to fade Baylor again on this one. Model says it should be West Virginia minus two and a half. It leans that direction. Uh, it's not quite enough, good enough to be a model play, but I think laying the one with West Virginia makes a lot of sense. It's nothing to do. I, I think Baylor's a, a relatively mentally tough team. When you're led by a guy like Satrew, you almost have to be mentally tough knowing you know, what I know about that guy and how he runs his ship. I don't think the players are down. Um, I, I just, they've played close games and they haven't been able to come out on top and it just doesn't get any easier going to Morgantown. It's really difficult to win there. This West Virginia team is really good. I think Baylor's a little bit better, but I'm just not sure they can get it done on the road. I'd love to see it as a fan, but I just think West Virginia minus one makes a lot of sense. If this number gets, gets higher, I think at some point there might be some value on Baylor, either the money line or grabbing the points, but at one, I think West Virginia minus one is just too good to pass up. Uh, again, knowing how difficult of a place to play it, play Morgantown can be. With regards to the total, it's 147 and a half. Model says 150. I do think that over would probably be the way to go. I think both of these offenses are better than both of their defenses. The biggest reason that I'm passing on the total in this one is when you start off 0-3 in conference the way Baylor has, kind of getting sucked into Kansas State's game, kind of getting sucked into TCU's game the way that, that Baylor has recently here, you know, you do have to wonder if they're going to change their approach. Scott has been more of a defensive-minded coach. They have, And they have changed randomly in the middle of the season, their defensive scheme, their, their attack method, all those sorts of things, in order to try to find something that works. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to try here, but you just have to wonder, like, at some point, you got to do something. And so I'm a little bit worried about the total. If Baylor plays the way they've been playing, you know, knowing that them and West Virginia both have been at above average pace, the offenses are so great, I think over makes sense. I'm just a little bit nervous that if they all of a sudden decide to come out and say, we're going to try to, you know, emulate Virginia basically, or, or Charlotte or North Texas or these teams, if they switch up their defense or something like that, that's where you just never really know exactly how the pace, how the style of the game is going to play out. West Virginia, again, wants to play fast, but they're not um, – you know, the Arkansas speed or the Xavier speed or that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, or, or Alabama, I guess is probably the one I should say it's better. So uh, the total, I just don't think is really worth investing. I just, am going to say it's tough to win in Morgantown. So when you're laying a number, like, like a point, it's basically a pick them, just take West Virginia and move on. They're a, about as good as Baylor, maybe just a notch behind, but at home, it's a, it's a real equalizer. So uh, just going to take uh, the Mountaineers in that one. Last one at 6 p.m. Central, a lot of games here at this time slot uh, to keep your eyeballs on. Memphis at UCF. UCF has been a pretty good team this season, 12-4. and four. Memphis also 12-4. and four. I'm not sure how much better Memphis is than UCF, and the answer might be not really at all. It's, it's, 
they're 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 maybe a little bit better, but they're maybe about the same. Both these teams are pretty good. Obviously, coming into the season, we thought uh, Memphis would be you know a little bit better of a team, but I, I just I think both these teams are really good. Um, it's one of the rare cases where you look at the at the records this time of year and you see both teams are twelve and four, and you say actually yeah, I think they're like both probably about that good. And so I'm really the one and a half with West Virginia uh, with UCF. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense here. Sideline says. UCF minus 3.2. It's a model play at UCF minus one. It wants that push protection on one, but again, knowing that one isn't extremely likely, it, it's it's this close to being a model play because again, the value and probability you gain from one and a half to one is a little bit smaller than two and a half to two uh, or three and a half to three. Uh, so it's it's just, just a hair shy of being a model play. I think laying one and a half with UCF makes sense. Again, I think they're maybe as good as Memphis. If they're as good as Memphis, laying one and a half with the home team is too good to pass up. And if they're just a hair behind, they got a great shot winning this game. And again, winning by one isn't that likely. So I think it's worth the risk here to back UCF minus one and a half. I'd probably still play them minus two. I don't think I'd play them beyond that. Beyond that, it kind of gets in that no man's land where I just would pass two and a half. I'd want more before I took Memphis, but. I wouldn't want to lay two and a half with UCF. So just kind of give you that in case the number moves around, but at one and a half, I think UCF makes a lot of sense. Total on this one's 138. Model says 136.3. Going to be a fascinating matchup here with regards to styles. UCF, one of the slower teams in college basketball, not quite Virginia level, not quite Charlotte UNT, but pretty close. Memphis, on the other hand, one of the faster teams in the country, Efficiency-wise, these two teams are neck and neck on all the efficiency metrics when you look at offense and defensive. Again, both really good teams, but it's going to come down to the style of this one. Who controls it? So a total, again, probably not a great investment because there's a high variance here. If, if one team kind of lets the other team rope them into that style of game, it's either going to fly way over or go way under. Um, so it's really just not a, a, a great investment, in my opinion, personally. Uh, but at home, I think UCF just has a little bit better of a chance to, to kind of have their will on this one and get the win. And again, laying one and a half is relatively safe in that winning by one isn't overly common. 7.30 p.m. Central, Missouri at Texas A&M. I'm going to lay the two and a half with the Aggies here. Sideline says Texas A&M by 2.3, but still leans to the Aggies, it would play the Aggies at a pick as a model play. So we're going a little bit out on a limb here at two and a half, mainly because it wants five points with Missouri before taking them. So it's closer to playing the Aggies than playing the Tigers on this one. I think at home, I think Texas A&M can get it done. It's not quite as similar as the last game where I talked about the difference in paces, but it's, it's, it's a little bit more than you probably think initially, simply because Missouri plays pretty fast and has a fantastic offense AM doesn't really play slow and they have a better offense than defense but you have to think that buzz williams knows getting into a track meet with this missouri team is going to spell disaster so it's not that AM loves playing slow it's just like in this game you have to be thinking he's gonna try to get missouri out of their game and knows that in college station he's got a better chance of doing that than you know the return matchup uh, in columbia missouri so i i, I think that that being at home, AM is going to be able to get Missouri out of their game enough to win. Again, I'd rather lay two. Two's a little bit more exciting. I think two's worth a little bit more of your investment, but still think two and a half is the way to go here. I think AM can win. Um, people in College Station need some hope, right? Sorry, Cousin Jerry, but I mean, they, they kind of do. So, like, they, we got to give them a bone, right? <laughs> Hopefully, they can win this game, get a little hope there because um, 
things things are a little bit rough there. Missouri again, a good team. It's just a tall ass to go on the road uh, and win when you're only a little bit better than the road team. And I think it's kind of the situation here. When it flips location, a little bit of a different story. I think Missouri is more likely to, be able to control the pace, and that makes them more likely to win. Uh, but here in College Station, I just think uh, and I'm going to play uncharacteristically slow in order to mess with Missouri. That's the reason I'm staying away from the total. The model incorporating how these two teams plays says leans over. It, it's not a strong recognition, but it would lean over. Total is 152, and, it, and the model says 155.6. But the model's not. It's it's I built it to be a pretty good model, I think, obviously, right? <laughs> but it, it, it's not looking at it kind of like I am as a human and saying. AM plays at an average tempo, but that doesn't seem like the smart thing to do in this game. So if AM does play at their normal tempo, I think over makes a lot of sense. I just don't think they will. So if you think AM is going to be perfectly happy letting Missouri play at a fast pace, I think you have to like the over. That's what the model would tell you to do. But I, I just don't think that's the way they should play it. You never really know what coach you're going to do. But that's not how I play it. So knowing that um, I would be trying to slow Missouri down makes me think that the over-recommendation the model is giving is probably not really the wisest thing to back. And instead, I'm just going to pass on the total. I think 152, which is where it's at, is a pretty good price. And uh, one, again, that I don't want to invest in. APM Central, Rutgers at Northwestern. Look, I can give you the quickest breakdown ever on this one. And that is, uh, have you seen these two teams play? Just take the under. That's, that's pretty much all it is. And I don't I don't quite mean that, right? I, I do that jokingly, right? You shouldn't just blind pick things, right? You got to look at the number, right? You're, you're always, we're always talking about this, right? You're playing numbers and teams. You're playing both. You're not playing one. You're not just playing one or the other, right? It's not just the number, right? Because, uh, you know, it, some people do. Some people blindly play numbers and they'll just say, whatever, if it's 160, I'm just going to go under. That's unlikely. And it's like, depending on the teams, maybe you shouldn't do that, right? So I don't think you should just blindly play numbers, but you can't blindly play teams. So I, 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 I'm I, well aware of that. But when you look at these two teams, you have to think under is the way to go, right? Like I've seen enough Big Ten basketball in these two teams specifically to say, Defense is going to rule the day here. I'm going to go under 126. The model says 122.8. So the model leans under. And I just, I really think I'd be surprised if this got too much past 120. It can obviously get there with like late fouls and that sort of thing. But, you know, neither team plays with a lot of pace. Both offenses are are very meh for Big Ten standards. They're okay overall, but for Big Ten standards, they're not great. But both these defenses are really good. Um and this isn't about one team imposing their will on the other. I mean, they both want to play the same game. This feels like one of those, not quite as extreme, but a little bit like those service academy football games. You talk about where it's like that that style and that pace kind of like is a synergistic effect when both teams are doing it. It's like both these teams want to play a grinded out game. So I think there's just a synergistic effect here to keep this game low scoring, ugly, and boring. So I'm going to go 126, get models to 122.8. And like I said, I just, it's hard to see it getting much past 120. This seems like a really low-scoring game. With regards to the side, Rutgers is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Sideline says 1.1, so pretty well-priced and just not really worth investing in, at least at the number of one-and-a-half for Rutgers. If I could get three or four points with either team, that's where you start talking. But around a pick em, I don't really think it's worth saying worth doing much. Rutgers is the better team. Uh, they should be favored. But on the road, Northwestern, we've seen have a little bit of a pulse and they're just a highly variable team. I just, I don't, I don't really want to back Northwestern. Um, but, you know, if I got enough points, I would, and I don't really want to fade them at home just because again, they've shown signs of life. So just too much variance in this game. I don't really know what's going to happen. It should be ugly, low scoring. And again, I, I do think Rutgers is really good, but on the road, I don't know. They probably win, but 
I just, I think I would need to be getting points with Rutgers on the road before I was really excited about playing it personally. So maybe you lay it with Rutgers. I mean, I wouldn't tell you not to, but we've just seen again, Northwestern have some life of late and at home. And it's just not really like my favorite play. There's just a lot of other plays I like better, I guess is what I should say than, than taking Rutgers, including in this game, the under, because like I said, I think it's going to be pretty boring. Also, APM Central, TCU at Texas. Uh, I mean, I can give you a pretty a quick explanation on this one too, which is uh, I don't know in the Big 12 who's really that good. I think there's, I mean, Kansas is, is good, right? I, I think they're probably at the top. Um, and I'm probably going to botch this because uh, I'm just literally doing this off the top of my head. But I mean, Iowa State's pretty good. Kansas State's pretty good. West Virginia's pretty good. I still think Baylor's pretty good. TCU and Texas are both pretty good. Tech's pretty good, right? I mean, like, I feel like I probably named yeah, Oklahoma State's decent. Oklahoma, I guess, might be the worst team. I, I don't, just, it's just like a lot of good teams. And they're all really close. I mean, if you check Twitter out, people are talking about this all the time, that, you know, the entire conference is in like the top 40 of anybody's ratings. And that kind of just goes to show they're all just kind of jumbled together. So, hey, give me six and a half points. If Kansas isn't involved or Oklahoma is not involved, sure, just give me six and a half points and I'll move on, right? Like, I don't even know what's going to happen, but that's just a lot of points for all these teams are really good and anything can happen. I mean, that's kind of the short and simple of it. With regards to the model, model says Texas by six, but at seven plays TCU. So I think that's of note. A lot of times the model wants about two points of an edge, Sometimes more if the number's bigger. Only needs one point here with TCU. Only needs it says six. Only needs that one point of seven. Can we talk about seven being kind of a key-ish number in college basketball? It's not. It's not. Make sure you hear the disclaimer here. It's not key relative to football, right? Football. I mean, the, you know, threes and sevens are just so key, right? But you know, in college basketball, it's not like that. But it, it, of all the numbers, it's the most key-ish, right? It, it says seven as a play. Uh, I still think six and a half makes sense though, just from a human standpoint, looking at it. Cause in these big 12 games, so many of, I have no idea what's going to happen. Just give me the points. It should be a good game. Get my popcorn out, root for a close game. And then I don't really have to care how it plays out at the end. As long as I'll just be rooting for not overtime. I was rooting for someone to win by two or three at the end. Right. So I, I love grabbing the six and a half with TCU. I kind of like money line as well for the same purpose of just give me some massive plus odds and just say, Hey, maybe they'll pull it out. Right. I mean, that's, that's kind of the long-term strategy with plus odds. It's just, Try to go, and that's what we've done with our plus odds plays of the day over on the on Patreon. If you've been with us over there, right? I think we're about we're five hundred on the year, massive profits because we're just trying to go five hundred at these big plus odds, right? And that's kind of the same sort of thing here. So I, I just think grabbing the points makes sense. I don't know what's going to happen. Both these teams are good. Uh, Texas, Texas is the better team. I'll give them that. But I mean, TCU's looked really good, um, coming on strong. Um, all the purple teams in the Big 12 and both in college football other, other than last night in the, in the national championship game, right? TCU, Kansas State, both uh, here in, in football coming on strong at the end uh, until the you know last games of the season for them and uh, uh, basketball too, both of them looking really good. So uh, I think they got a shot here. Um, Texas, you know, slightly better at home, but that's just too many points. So I, I really like getting the six and a half here with TCU. Total 145 and a half. Models almost recommending a play on the under sideline says 140.4. If it gets to 146, the model says play under. I, I, I'm very hesitant to do that. Both of these teams have shown a propensity to get engaged in much higher scoring games than we'd expect. Then they randomly pop off and go back to a lower scoring game. There's just a lot of variance with the totals here. So again, the model would like the under here, but I just I'm just not convinced personally that the under is a smart play here. I just I just don't want to mess with the total. It 
if you made me, I, I'd, I'd go under. I just feels like a lot of points for how good these defenses are, but both these offenses are, have been looking pretty good and the tempo has been there. So again, I'm just going to pass the total. Give me all the points with TCU. Again, model plays it at seven. I still think six and a half makes a lot of sense. I'll be investing in it at that number. APM Central Vanderbilt at Tennessee. And to the late game here for you, in case you're a night owl or, or living out west or both, Timmy Central, Boise State at UNLV. It should be a good contest here in the Mountain West. You got a 12 and 4 Boise State team and a 12 and 3 UNLV team. UNLV is a two point home favorite. Sideline says it should be UNLV minus two, so completely agrees with the books. You need plus odds here or, or, or points with UNLV for the model like it. You need four and a half for the model like Boise. I could maybe get by with four, but you're not really close on either one to playing it. So I'm going to focus on the total. I'm going to go under 135. Model says 131. It's almost a strong play. It's still a solid lean though. The tempo can be there from UNLV, but both these offenses, while they're decent, Still pale in comparison to their defense. Boise State is a great defense, and UNLV still has a good defense. So I think the defenses are strong enough here to keep this under. Again, kind of a heavyweight fight. Got a lot of ways for this to go under with regards to, you know, a slower pace starting off, um, you know, slower pace in the second half, you know, slower pace down at the very end, trying to get the best possession, that sort of thing. Kind of similar to that Charleston-UNC Wilmington game we talked about earlier. Just a lot of ways this can go under with great defenses. So I think under makes a lot of sense. I'm going to under 135. Which takes us to overtime. Got two overtime picks for you. I got two totals that I love. I've got an over and an under. We're going to start off 6 p.m. Central with Radford and Winthrop. I'm going to go over 137 and a half. The model says it should be almost 146. A massive over edge here. I love this play mainly because the tempo is pretty average for both of these teams. And it's not like one's going to try to play fast or slow. They both play at a pretty normal tempo. And so we kind of have a good idea how the pace will go. Both these average offenses are pretty average. Uh, Radford's defense is pretty average, but Winthrop's defense is bad. And that should help us get to an above average number of points. I don't know why this is below 140. I think it's on the wrong side of 140. Love going over in this one. And for an underplay, 6 p.m. Central, Monmouth at Hofstra are going to go under 140. The model says it should be 133.7. I'm not really sure why people are expecting an average number of points in this one. Hofstra is a 20-point favorite, 20 and a half point favorite. Model says 20.8. They are going to blow the doors off of Monmouth. And this second half should get really sleepy. Monmouth's offense is terrible. They're going to have a really hard time scoring. I mean, I, when you have 20-point wins, you just can't expect a lot of points because one team should be able to, Hofstra in this case, should be able to, you know, get their points and play it, you know, slow in the second half. Just no need uh, to try to get extra possessions, have injuries, that sort of thing like that, right? Uh, Monmouth, one and 15 on the year, they might win a conference game. That ain't going to be this one. And so there's just no point in trying to go out there and play super hard down the stretch uh, and, and have some like injuries. So I, I just think this is going to be a sleepy second half. So love the under 
in this one. Um, again, Hofstra should be able to name their score, but at some point, probably going to be disinterested. And they're not a team that even when they're up late, I think it's just going to be, neither teams should be running up and down the court. The pace should be pretty average. So, um, you know, you kind of get concerned about the blowouts with the teams that just, that's all they do is run and the backups are going to run or whatever, but that's not Hofstra. That's not Monmouth here. I think it's just going to be a sleepy second half. Uh, I really like the model's recommendation here, thinking it's going to be more in the low 130s. I think 140 is just way too many and that's all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can control the sports betting content we run on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. We'll be back again tomorrow with more college basketball betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>